everybody, it's Hannah here. And it's Scott, good evening. And this is another After Dinner Disney. Uh, recording this one a little bit earlier than normal this week. You normally find us recording this on a Friday evening, but just because of life and stuff, we are actually recording on a Thursday. Um, however, even though it's uh, a little bit less time since our last, last podcast... We've had quite a big response from the last episode. Have we? Yeah, which was all about... Can you remember? Um, Don't listen on the toilet. Well, that is how it started. But it was actually about um, basically just being a mega, 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 mega Disney Parks fan in the Uh, outside world. And it turns out we actually struck a bit of a chord with quite a lot of people, which I kind of thought we would. I know that... You know, if you're listening to a podcast just like this, then you probably are a massive, massive Disney Parks fan. But I honestly didn't expect to have so many people get in touch and just express how we were kind of talking their language, which is really nice. Um, So thank you to everyone who got in touch about that. I, I think perhaps it's something we should revisit again in the future because I think we could have gone on for ages and ages about that particular subject. No one came around for a chat. No one came to the house. I've been here a week. Oh. No one popped in. I'm sorry. I thought I was going to get at least one bit of cake. Was that all pizza? Something. You were really hoping for pizza. It's like no one came over. Oh. Bit lonely now. Never mind. Well, let's do tonight's podcast instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, well, last week was kind of my thing. I think you had the idea for this week. So do tell us what we're going to be chatting about. So I want to chat about Disney movies. Okay. So I want to talk about. Movies that we watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about movies that are kind of current and how they link to the parks uh, and certain rides in the parks. Yeah. Um, and also movies that are on their way out. But I also want to talk about movies that I think they should make that they haven't got in the plans. Now, this is the part of, of the podcast that really sold this subject to me. No, I, well, no I'm not going to give anything away yet, but I have a piece of gold do you gold if there's anyone listening now that is in the movie business or is an imagineer because i'm sure they're listening oh yeah right? all of them if they're listening now right, <laughs> they will want to come round because i have just the idea of a movie that they will want to make oh well see now i have a couple of ideas they won't beat this won't beat this uh, okay you, but there's we'll no, get there. we'll there's get no there, chance but, you know that we'll have the same idea there will be absolutely no chance whatsoever we'll have the same idea. Okay. No chance whatsoever. So keep listening because you will get an insight into the best movie that hasn't been made yet and might never be made. Keep, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Well, before we get to that, I am really interested to know, actually, because I know there are various Disney movies you like, but I honestly, even though I've known you for just about forever, I couldn't say which was your favorite childhood disney movie it's it's a difficult one because i kind of i I watched disney movies like the early ones i'm not i'm not that old but the the, the earlier movies when i was really young and then kind of like had a big break from disney stuff Uh and i think that's like that might be a bit of a boy thing because you know star wars came out and stuff um but i think that that i Cause I, you know, I had a dog. I always loved dogs. So any kind of movies that had dogs in was a real draw for me. So I loved The Fox and the Hound, and I loved um, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, okay. So, so, I've never seen Fox and the Hound. It's quite sad. Yeah. See, the, the thing I didn't really like 
movies about animals. But why did you like it so much? Because it had dog. Okay, oh, just just for the dog. Well, I think Pure the, dog the, factor. But the thing is, when you're a kid, like you know, so I had a pet dog, and as we do now, different dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you kind of want to know how your dog thinks, and that it you know if it would was going to talk, what it would say. So when you watch those movies where the animals are talking, you kind of think, well, my my dog must be thinking that. Ah. So I see. so as a kid, that's what you do, and you kind of you kind of put that character onto your dog so i love those movies but i also loved snow white and the seven dwarfs that was like awesome for me again that's one i didn't watch until adulthood but it's great for a kid as well because it's a super short movie um but it's it's yeah that was a real a real kind of clincher for me and then i i kind of didn't watch really any disney movies again until like like pixar Okay, I went a that's real big interesting. Jump. That's interesting, just because of where Pixar came into your life and yeah. our life together. Um, we'll get to that. Yes. Um, here's what I want to know: How did you watch these Disney movies with as my a, eyes as a child? <laughs> on okay. the telly. Just for some context, you and I—you are a couple of years or so older than me, but you and I like only were two, chill- two and a bit years. Don't make it sound like two it's like years, a lot. Two years and ten months. To be exact. But you and I were basically kids through the 80s, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, I want to know, how did you watch those movies? Did you watch them in the cinema? I mean, The Fox and the Hound came out, I think, early 80s-ish, so you would have been little. Did you go to the cinema to see that? Or did you watch them kind of on videotape at home? I I might have seen... I'm sure I saw that in the cinema. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, might have had it on Betamax. Or then VHS. (laughs) We didn't have Betamax. We just had a VHS. I had a Betamax in my bedroom. Wow. Well, I had the Betamax. When that's, my like, pa- that's like luxury for look, a child in the 80s. because my parents upgraded to the VHS. And you got their old one. Yeah. Because essentially the only videos we owned at that time that, that, you, know, that you bought were kind of those kind of movies. I, yeah. I mean... Well, like James Bond recorded at Christmas. Well, now, now you say that. That's my earliest experience of Disney movies. So, James Bond at Christmas? Not James Bond at Christmas. James Bond isn't Disney. But... <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine a Disney James Bond. How would that work? Uh, didn't they have that like with Kim Possible? You probably don't even know what Kim Possible is, do you? No. Okay. Anyway. No, what I'm referring to is the kind of taping it off the TV at Christmas. Yeah. So... Oh, like bedrolls and broomsticks and... Yeah, exactly. So my earliest memories of Disney movies weren't actually at my house... It was when I would go across the street to my friend Sarah's mm-hmm. and her parents had one of those huge top-loading VHS players and they taped movies onto to VHS tape at Christmas. And, and there was Bedknobs and Broomsticks, um, but there was also Mary Poppins. And so I have very, very strong memories of watching Mary Poppins taped off the telly over and over and over again at Sarah's house. I don't remember watching any of mine. It was always at hers and, and it, on this huge clunky VHS player. Um, I loved Mary Poppins. I also loved Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And for a while, there was some confusion as to why Mr. Banks from Mary Poppins was also in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I couldn't get my head around that. I was like five. But I loved them both and watched them over and over again. Now, I watched them as a kid, um, but I had this thing... Where like, I couldn't get my head round 
the fact that you can have like live action and animation. I, think, I so loved that. I think there was also a movie. It wasn't a Disney movie, but I think it was called The Water Babies that did the same thing. And I might have seen that first. Oh, that sounds but, familiar. Yeah. Um, but I like, you know, I'm like a purist with stuff. And I, so I was like, like, really? like either do animation or have people doing it. Get real penguins to do the dancing. You know? So I think that even as a kid, I was militant about how they should do the movies. So I didn't like I didn't like the fact that it went from one to they, the other. They were my favourite bits. The, the the whole penguins and everything inside the chalk painting, the the kind of horse racing, and then um, in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, the football match with all the animals from the jungle. I would will it, I would try and will the movie to move by quicker just to get to those bits because I loved them so much. Wow. Oh, Jungle Book. That yeah. was massive. So that that was one film that I, I completely forgot. I used to sing all the songs. Really? Yeah, all the songs. Like like I must have I think I might have had like the soundtrack on on like like a record. A record. Uh, or something. I might have, uh, as a kid, I'm sure I had it. Probably on a on on a cassette that I used to listen to in in my Iowa headphones with like those orange foam pads on yeah. the earpieces. Yeah. So but everybody in the eighties. But the only had a fast forward. Like you couldn't rewind. No, you had so to like, take the tape out. Reverse. What? Why? And turn it over, and then forward, and then take it out and put it back in just to see if you well, got. That's to where you ridiculous. Wanted. Anyway, yeah, it was but it's ridiculous. And why were the foamy bits always orange? I don't know. I don't know. It's like like that's the last color you probably want. Yeah, we didn't question it when we. It's were like kids, though, high vis listening. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so and they're really thin as well. The foam, like literally, it was it oh, was pointless. it was the worst worst foam, and you just like your ears would bleed from the plastic. Anyway. <laughs> But that so that that movie because of the songs and I think actually that's that's you know without going too big too soon like that's the thing about Disney movies mm-hmm. are the soundtracks oh yeah because that's, definitely that the soundtracks are bigger than the visuals yeah you know and I think you could almost take any movie and it's funny I was listening to Deepak Radio earlier today while I was doing the dishes and. Um, do you think Deep Art Radio are going to sponsor us soon? Because on, honestly, I've had people this week get in contact and say they started listening to that because we keep mentioning it on this podcast. Um, It'd be nice if they did. I don't think they have the capability to sponsor anything, but you it'd know, be nice. I don't think it's a thing. Okay, anyway, carry on, carry on. Um, and oh, I forgot his name now. See, you you you, <gasps> you broke my thread. But the the guy that does like especially all the um, Toy Story songs, what's his name? Uh, Very unique I can voice. find out. Is it Don something? No. no. See, I had it right. Right, I was about to say his name, and now I'll you've... find it. I'll find it. But again, if you hear his voice, you instantly think Toy Story. Oh yeah, totally. You know, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. That's it. So, you know, and and that's, but you know, you hear like Bare Necessities or. Uh, you know anything? There's so many. I, w- I will agree and, with and you. And again, same with 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 even with the original Mary Poppins. Is there's just absolute classics. You hear yeah. Jim Jiminy, and that's Mary Poppins. You know, a spoonful of sugar for me as a child. That that I would sing that song over and over. And and you but you remember that more than you you remember the visuals of the film for the most part. Yeah, there were there were a couple of movies I didn't see as a child, but I knew all the songs, and they were um, Cinderella. And I think Jungle Book actually as well. And the reason why I knew all the songs is because when we were kids, did you ever used to get those 
reading books that came with a cassette Storyteller. tape. Storyteller. Storyteller books. And it, it went ping when it you turned the page over. It was a ping, or sometimes it was like a little harp noise. And when that noise happened, you turned the page. Oh, was, a storyteller was just a ping. You was must it? have had a, okay. a better class of story, but maybe, maybe, maybe a partial one. Anyway, um, so the tape would come with the story being read aloud. Yeah. That you'd follow along, but on the Disney ones, there would always be a couple of songs. Oh, I know. So I, I, I definitely remember on on the Cinderella one, the song that the fairy godmother sings. Bibbity bobbity boo, yeah. that song. Uh, yeah, so I knew that song and I knew all the words, but I never saw the movie. It was just because of, of, of the books. But like you say, the, the power of the songs is so great that they really do stick in your mind. See, but so the, the, I, I think, and that's been that's a common thread with all Disney movies, right? Uh, you, you know, the the kind of the the, the movies that have songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs are absolute classics, and they're the drivers, and that's that's what you really remember. But I, I'm. So I watched those movies early doors, right? But then the kind of the the Renaissance Disney movies, so all like your Lion King and your Aladdin and all that kind of the new breed of like animated kind of the midsection, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch them. Didn't watch them. Like I, I've watched them since, but at the time, it just wasn't interesting. Now, see, I did, and I think the reason for that is obviously. A little bit younger than you, but also I've got younger siblings. Um, but before I get onto those movies, just a couple of older ones that are definitely worth noting. Yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland, which I know yeah. you love. Oh, I know yeah, you I love that. You know, but I always forget about that as a Disney movie because that, that I loved that movie when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I absolutely loved it. I've again completely forgot about it. Well, no, I didn't forget about it. I forget to associate it as a Disney, Disney movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even though I, that you have like the teacups yeah, yeah, in the park, no, I can no, I completely get it. It's, and the labyrinth. I completely get in it. Paris. But I always forget to count it when I'm just thinking about the movies. Completely that that, about that it. for me is another one that I definitely watched over and over. I watched that one a lot. Yeah. I loved the songs. I in particular, I love the songs that's actually she doesn't sing it when she's shrunk down tiny and she's in the garden with all the flowers golden afternoon the song's called i think but it's the, yeah i love that song um yeah i loved that another one that i really really liked as well and i have not seen this for oh i, I can't even tell you how many years i was definitely a child the last time i saw it and that's the sword in the stone yeah, I've not seen that for I ages. really, really enjoyed that. I I really enjoyed the character Merlin in that movie. I liked Archimedes the Owl. Um, and I really liked the scene where Arthur uh, is turned into a squirrel and the lady squirrel falls in love with him. I can't really remember much more about that movie than those things. I should actually watch that again very soon. But, I, but again... You know the, the, those kind of older movies and Robin Hood and, and those kind Oh, of, yeah, I'm, Robin Hood's amazing. They're, they're awesome. But I, again, I think that was that thing is, is, you know, things like He-Man and, you know, all that kind of animation really took it and Transformers, you know, and then Star Wars movies and everything. And then and everything became kind of sci-fi. And I think that was the thing, wasn't it? And, and that's why there was that bit of a break from Disney because there was so much other stuff at that time. And animation really took well, off. I mean, during the 80s, the, the Disney animation kind of, took a bit of a blow and they'd obviously had their heyday 
um, through the kind of starting with Snow White, which was I don't know what late forties, early fifties, I'm not too sure, and then going through the sixties, and they had this this massive massive success with that, and then the musicals and stuff, and then just in the eighties everything they brought out just kind of fell a bit flat um and so it went quite quiet for the while for a while and it wasn't until they came back in i want to say 89 with the little mermaid which would have been one of these ones that you just wouldn't have watched because in 89 you were like what 11 12 yeah um whereas i was nine and i had a younger sister so we were just prime for watching that movie and we watched it a lot because my sister in particular loved it and so we had it on vhs and we would just play it over and over again so i have seen that one a lot as well and i do like it it's a good movie but that was that whole batch of movies that were made then were were the movies that really revamped disney and the parks you know there's a lot of a lot of stuff now that's really really driven oh yeah so you've got like you've got you've got after the Little Mermaid, you've got movies like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, um, Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. And you're right; they definitely shaped the changes that came to the park. When was Peter Pan made? Peter Pan, I want to say, was around the sixties. Mm. I'm going to have to check that because you're making me guess myself now. But the, the, so I missed out on those movies. But I'm guessing that, obviously, you said that you've watched those a lot. Oh, Peter Pan was 1953. Wow. Yeah. Again, that's such a good movie. Yeah, that is a good movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. So you watched you watched all of the the kind of that, that 80s, 90s. I did. And I think it's be- plus, because I have a younger sister and a younger brother. You know, mm. there were always kids. There was always kids TV on in the house. And so there were always kids movies on in the house, whether I was interested in watching them or not. They, they, they just didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's it's because you know teenage boy thing, you know, listening to Nirvana and and that kind of thing that I didn't want to watch in your early nineties you know, grunge years. Cartoons. I didn't want. You know, I didn't want to. Didn't watch animation, especially without mermaids and stuff. <laughs> Who wants to watch that when you're a sweaty teenage boy? Uh huh. So I didn't. I missed it all. Didn't see any of that. I've seen it all now. I love Little Mermaid. I know you love The Little Mermaid. I did the, the dancing. Little, the Little Mermaid ride in, in Magic Kingdom is one of your favourite rides in Fantasyland. Some of the best. That's why I learned all my dance moves. <laughs> I can dance with all the crabs and lobsters. Yeah, you, and you do it well. So, but yeah, so I missed out on all of that. I missed out all of that Disney revival goodness that everyone else got to experience live and direct at the time. Missed it. So through the 90s then, you were busy being uh, an angry teenager. Yeah. Um, Although, you know, I did watch lots of anime at that time because that was cool. That was cool, then. But I didn't watch Disney. Yeah. Disney didn't have any, like, robots that blew stuff up. I mean, that was a thing. That, that's what Disney was missing back then, was robots that blew stuff up. And then, you know, if, if they did Hero 6 back in the 80s, 90s, uh-huh. they'd have had me. Do you think so? Mm, probably not. No, I don't think so. But, you know, they had robots to blow stuff up. But I, I was quite happy with Disney, really, even when I was a teenager, because the funny thing is now, now I don't I don't mind scary movies now. I will watch them with you. I know you kind of like them. Um, but I would avoid them completely when I was younger, and, and, and I didn't like anything scary. In fact, I remember when I was a kid, we had Fantasia on VHS, and we would only ever watch kind of the first half of Fantasia with all the cute stuff, with the toadstools and the fairies and 
the unicorns and all that kind of thing. But I would not watch it past <laughs> the end because you had that whole one with the, the demon, Cherniborg, Cherniborg, the big demon thing. And he basically comes out and he like all the ghosts come out of the graves and all the ghosts are flying through the air and it's really scary sounding music. And I would not watch that because it scared me. Everything scared me as a child. E.T. scared you. E.T. scared me as a like child. the least yes. scariest movie ever. Yes, terrified me. Ghostbusters terrified me as a child they actually do you know what ghostbusters i watched at school you know like at primary school when it's christmas time and they wheel in the tv and they wheel in a tv because it's like <laughs> 1987 TV, fantastic. <laughs> and they bring all the kids into the main hall and they're like we're gonna watch a movie and wheel in the tv what, what Some primary school overcoat. teacher yeah but what primary school teacher honestly thought that Ghostbusters would be the right movie to show to, like, I don't know, a hundred primary school kids mm. on the last day of term before Christmas break. Because... Festive. Especially that first scene in Ghostbusters with the ghost in the library, that happened, and I was out of there. You know, I was out is, of there. This, this is, is really not off Disney. topic. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just... To clarify, I was scared of everything. Uh, just so you know, we've got a lot to get through. So I'm kind of like, you know, just want to kind of... This... Okay, I have one more one more childhood Disney movie, and Go it's on. not an animation, that I loved. And that was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, I couldn't stand that movie. I loved no. that movie. I just don't... I... You don't like Rick Moranis. No, in the same way I don't like... What's his face? Jim, I can't... Jim Carrey. Oh, I can't say his name. It's like Voldemort. <laughs> I, I'd rather say Voldemort's name. No, I loved Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I liked it because it, it almost had a kind of sci-fi element in it. You know, I liked the idea that the kids were shrunk down. And then also, um, when I was a kid, we went out to... Is it because you're quite short? Yes, that's it. It made me feel right at home. It's like you didn't notice any difference. You're watching the <laughs> yeah, movie and yeah. like, well, Mum, what's this movie about? <laughs> no. It's a documentary. <laughs> no. But... When I was a kid, I went to Disney World, I went to Hollywood Studios, and back then, when it first opened, as part of the whole tram tour, which back then went on for hours, you went through this one bit where they did, um, like, blue screening examples, mm. and they would get someone out of the tour, a kid, and they had the giant bee model that they used to make the movie, and they'd stick the kid from the, the tour on the bee and film it a bit and put it in and, and show everyone, and everyone was like, oh, blue screen, it's amazing. Um... I remember so, that. Or was it, am I thinking of the stunt show for... I think I found a video someone had taken of that and showed you on YouTube one Am I time. thinking of the stunt show in Universal? Because they used to put, like, blue screen someone and put them on something flying. I don't know. Do you remember that? No. The, not the stunt show. The, 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 oh, what was it? Next to where that tornado thing was. Twister. Twister, yeah. Next to that, there yeah. was that... It was like a a movie stunt show thing. Oh no, you're right. No, it was disaster. Disaster. disaster that's it. Yeah, they did do a bit of blue screen or what, yeah. whatever. Oh, that's what I'm getting confused with. Is, is that? Anyway, oh, because, that was cool. Because I'd seen that firsthand and I'd seen the Big B and stuff, that made me love the movie anymore. But I I did. I loved the movie. I thought it was really really good. Um, I thought the sequels were terrible, but that's another story. Both Twister and Disaster are better than the Fast and Furious ride, and they no longer exist. Yeah, that's true. Just getting that out Just there. Sidetracking so, a little. So. Uh, do you know what? I, I didn't even like the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience right? No, like the thing at Disneyland Paris. Oh, no, see, I quite liked that. No, I just don't, I just don't like the movie. I really don't. Okay. You're not going to get me on that one. So, 
Jump forward. Jump forward to when we first met. 1996. October. Uh, October the 26th. Oh my gosh, that means. Do you know what? That's two days from now. Will be our I don't know anniversary since our first date. Like 23rd anniversary. Yeah, something like that. It would be 23rd. So so we basically went out on a blind date. Um, We met because my mum had changed jobs. An 18-year-old you was working in her new workplace. And you guys got chatting and she somehow thought it was a good idea that we should go out on a date. So we did. And we watched, after lots of various things that didn't quite go to plan on that date, that's a whole (laughs) other podcast. Yeah. Um, We ended up (coughs) watching Toy Story. We did. We did. And that was the first Disney movie I had seen for a long, long time that I can remember watching as a Disney movie anyway. Yeah. And it was the first Pixar movie. Yes. So it was completely new. That style of animation, you know, and and seeing something that was, you know, a Disney movie that wasn't like, that that had... That wasn't like Ink and Paint, you mean? Yeah, but, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, had actors that you knew that... Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so you recognise the voices. And um, the the humour was was family humour. So it wasn't childish. It wasn't all cutesy for kids. It was something that you could laugh at as an adult. Yeah. Or as teenagers, as we were. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was awesome. And I loved that movie. Yeah, like, it was like really good. The first Toy Story movie is... I mean, that's launched... I mean, look at what it's launched with Pixar. You know, yeah. it, it's done huge things for Disney. But that movie was just... Yeah, it it was it was that that whole reboot again, like they had in the late eighties, early nineties, in that kind of Little Mermaid, Lion King era. Yeah, that was that reboot, um, and yeah, it was amazing, and I love that. I love all of the Toy Story movies. Saying that, I still haven't seen Toy Story we 4. I haven't seen Toy Story 4. And I feel really bad because I really, really, really wanted to go and see it. And we just did not get around to, to, to seeing it. The thing is, it's a struggle going to see Disney movies at the cinema. And this is going to sound really bad. Oh, you're going to have to preface this with some stuff. Well, I'm not going to preface it. I'm just going to say it. And I'm sure people understand. Is I, I like to like... what Whenever I'm watching... I don't watch a lot of TV, right? Mm-hmm. But when I do, I like to pay attention to it. Yes. So I don't watch a lot during the week or in the evenings. There's like literally a couple of things, mostly factual or like the F1 or something. But I want to be like... Watch. So when I go to the cinema, I want to do the same. But inevitably, uh, with a Disney movie, you're going to get a lot of kids. Well, if you pick the early showing, which is what you always seem to pick, yes. Because, you know, I'm getting old. I need my sleep. I'm going to bed. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it's, it's quite hard. Because I, I get, and it's just me, and it's, no, it's not the kid's fault, it's not anyone, it's, I get really, it's like, quiet please. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to watch it on Blu-ray, um, but I know it's going to be awesome. I mean, Oh yeah, I've heard loads of amazing things about it. Tony Reeves is in it. That, yeah. You know, and I'm, I, I love forking, I've not even, even seen it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so they're awesome <laughs> movies, really awesome characters, and I'm so glad that, that Tom Hanks... And Tim Allen have just continued doing that. Yeah, definitely. And they, it seems they're just as passionate about it now as they yeah, were over 20 cool. years ago. Um, and funnily enough, so we watched that on our first date. And we watched that on VHS again because 
uh, DVDs still hadn't come out at that point. Um, and so not long after we saw that on our first date, we had another date and we went to the cinema and watched A Bug's Life. Did we? We watched that in the cinema. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing, you see, that's that whole, like, that those movies that were launched at that point. And again, the humour in A Bug's Life was really, again, good. It geared, was great. You know, it was, it, it's not adult humour, but it's, it's humour that adults can enjoy. Yes. I think that's the thing. Um and I think they've carried that through now with a lot of movies that even you've got to be an adult to even get some of the stuff. Yeah, definitely through the Pixar movies, yeah. for sure. I also remember then, shortly after that, we were we were out um, in town shopping and we were in WH Smith, where they sell lots of DVDs and this was around the time DVDs had first come out and the very first film I'd ever seen on DVD just being shown in the store was A Bug's Life. Do you remember that? I remember buying it. I think we bought it because because they had like a TV set up and they had a DVD player and this was literally when DVD had just been launched uh, and there was just a crowd of people stood around <laughs> watching A Bug's Life. on. And I think it was completely silent because it was in the middle of, middle of a shop. It didn't have sound on. Um, but everyone was amazed at how this animation, because, you know, that... that computer animation was still very new and very impressive yeah. um also being shown on something of the quality of dvd it was great and i think the quality of dvd <laughs> which yes. we don't even have a dvd player anymore um but yeah it made us buy a dvd player but you know and so you had all that 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 group of movies that came out at that point there was a lot more of, of the more modern animation a lot of pixar stuff so that that kind of takes you through that raft of movies there's just one that i would like to touch on because i think it, it, it just plays a huge part in our lives mm-hmm. it's cars yeah so car when when that came out kai was three ish or or maybe i mean the first time he watched it he was like three, ish, three i think so i can't even yeah. remember when it came out but he was when he first watched it and he Loved that movie. Like Cars was his everything. It came out the year after he was born. So, yeah, yeah. So it was it was when it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been three. That's when we first watched it. Three, but that was his like his life. He loved it. He yeah. had all of the toys, like the Matchbox car toys, mm-hmm. um, and he used to play with them nonstop. Yeah, he, he would. knew all their names. Yeah, like he used to love DJ. I remember. Yeah, like, and it, Chick Hicks. And Chick Hicks. Um, and lightning, obviously. I I remember when he had all those different little little cars. Um, I would put him to bed at night. This is around the time he was like three years old. I put him to bed at night, and then um, later that evening when we went to bed, I'd go in and check on him and just tuck him in and make sure he was all okay. And every night I would just pull the corner of the duvet back, and there would be at least five or six but usually more like 10 or 12 of these cars in bed with him. He didn't take cuddly toys to bed. He took those cars. Metal cars. Occasionally there would be a Power Ranger in there as well, but there would always be the cars. Because. Yeah, he just loved it. And that's the that's the power of, of the Disney movies. I mean, it's really easy to underestimate that power. And I think this is what, what it's like being an adult going to the parks gives you that kind of similar thing mm-hmm. and, and it kind of brings back those feelings. But, you know, those movies become your everything, you know? And I, I know, you, you know, it's like with kids that, that they'll stick on Peter Pan and watch it five times in a row back to back and not be phased by it at all. They just, yeah. it becomes their life. Um, 
but yeah, it was such a big deal for him. And I, when we took him to, you know, Cars Land at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that teeny tiny Cars Land. The little tiny tiny, like, yeah. like Pixar. Yeah. Land, yeah. Um, and he loved that. He loved the Cars ride. Absolutely adored it. He was so made up. His little face. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, we yeah, do so have that on video. So I'm sure I've shared that before. I'll I'll try and share it again soon. Um, just the first time he ever got off that Cars ride, and like you say, his little face is just glowing. But that that movie will always have a, I think, a big part in our lives, just because it was for for maybe two or three years. That was his everything yeah and i think he's still you know he he's now a teenager um and he's going through that phase in his life where not everything is cool anymore but you get him into a disney park and you get him around something cars themed he's he's gonna hark back to that childhood part of him and that's that's how that's part of how i'm sure disney imagineering takes you back to that mindset of a child like we were talking about last week is by connecting you with those movies and those stories those characters that you were happy to watch on repeat over and over and over again it just pulls that part of you out again and and totally changes your mindset it's definitely an emotional connection so let's jump forward again to Mm -hmm. kind of to now all right the time of the remake the time of the remakes um, of of l- live action remakes of modern animation, mm-hmm. computer generated, super realistic. Um, I guess there's, there's there's two that I really want to talk about. Well, there's, there's some people that hate them all, which I think is kind of unfair. I, I, well, I, I'll tell you. I'll talk about the two that I really love, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Um, so one of my favourites, and this is this is the one that's really going to get people. Yeah. What? Well, I know one of them. I know one of your favourites in this too. Yeah, and and I think it, it was my favourite from a song point of view before this even like came out from the old original one. Okay, yeah, we are on the same page. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're going to say now. So, so Beauty and the Beast. Yes. All right. Um, I loved the songs, and I always used to sing the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the live action came out. I thought, well, I was unsure uh, until I saw it on on how it was going to be. I was unsure about the casting with Emma Watson. Being a big Harry Potter fan, it was a weird. Yeah, I thought it was weird, but I, I love that movie. I love it, and and there's 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 three reasons. Okay, I think one having the songs redone again Mm -hmm. in a modern sound and it's not even in a modern style it's still back same as the original for the most but, part but yeah. but the, the the recording quality and the voices and again and being people that you know with Ewan McGregor and Emma Watson blah, blah, it's super cool it brings them back to life for me I think that that seeing it in real life as opposed to animation pleases that that's still that little bit of a teenager that's in me that doesn't want to watch animation because mm-hmm. i like animated stuff but i would still rather watch a live action movie and that's just me um but i think they did that really really well um and especially the humor comes across better i think the humor is excellent in that movie the, the, yeah the physical humor especially with um gaston lefou i think it's absolutely amazing casting luke evans as gaston when I heard about that at first, I could not get my head around it. I, it I thought, but he was the best. He really was. 
And and so that I, I love all of that. I think the visuals in the movie, um, the town looks amazing, and it all looks, it looks as the animation wanted it to. You know how 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 was, do you feel like if you if you could have like physically built that town and that village and the uh, castle, it would have ended up looking like that. Yeah, and but I think it because it's 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 real. You kind of understand like you know bells. Belle struggle a bit more. You understand the world that she lives in a bit more, and can well, think, can associate with it a bit did, more. Because we're you know twenty years down the line or whatever since the animated version, I think they did do more to expand upon her character and her nature, um, and and she was more than just a village girl that who happened to like reading and like books. She seemed to be a bit more. She was a stronger self-determined character yeah but she there was more to her than just being able to read as well she was clearly very intelligent and resourceful and that kind of thing so they went a little bit more on that just because i think we that's kind of how we do things now and i it worked for me but they stayed they stayed stayed true to the the animation though i think all of the movie stayed really really true and i was really impressed with that but the third thing and i think this is this is really important is I think that the, the the live action movie plays itself into the feeling of meeting the characters into the parks. Mm-hmm. So rather than watching an animation and then you getting a live action person in the park, having a live action movie translates better for meeting characters in the park. Okay. And I think the live action movies as well have that modern Disney I say Disney World, but Disney Parks feel about it. That whole, the, the the flamboyant dynamic kind of interactions you get with cast members as characters. Uh-huh. Um, I feel that that that's really in the movie, and it or it comes across. You you know you could you can imagine seeing that in person in the park. Yeah. So yeah, when I when you. I watch those live action movies, I feel like I could be in Disney World. I feel like I could be in the Magic Kingdom because it's more tangible, it's, and you can relate it to to actual experiences you have with characters. Because you, you, yeah, because you have an interaction with Gaston in in yeah. Magic Kingdom or with Belle or whatever. Is that's it's it's the same. Yeah, you know, it's not picking up from an old animation. It's because the style of interactions and the the vocalization, the the way people speak, um, is now. I get it. So that works, and. Um, so what's the second movie? Well, again, it's probably quite controversial, maybe, but it's it's Mary Poppins too. Ah. You know, and and that, obviously that's gonna, that's going to play a huge role in what happens at Epcot. Yes. Um, yes, with, with the with, uh, attraction going into the UK Pavilion, which we still don't know what it's going to be yet. But my vote's on Dark Ride. But it's it's and they've done this amazingly well. Is that they stayed they they did this movie that stayed true to the original uh-huh but was still it still felt like a modern you know it's pe- it's set in a time period and it's very disney but it felt very 2018 when it because yeah. that's when it came out was it? it didn't come out in 2019 or did it come out just no, before christmas no we watched it just before christmas okay. it was almost a year ago wow um but yeah and and i think that's that's the thing it feels it has that whole sense about it that you get when you're in a Disney park. And that's what I get watching the live action movies. I feel I feel like it's in a Disney movie. Um where I don't you I, I don't get drawn into it so much with animation. 
I think they did Mary Poppins 2 very cleverly because I think uh, it was always going to polarise people because, you know, as someone who loves the original very, very, very much, um, I was concerned about what they were going to do with it. But um, I think they struck a really good balance. So they were able to stay true to the original movie obviously the the overarching plot was was different um but it kind of followed the same scenes and patterns as the first one it would complemented that very well but it, it, each one was done with a different song and a different spin and a, and a, a different look and the at it casting was perfect and the casting was very 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 good um i, I you know, for the people that didn't like it, I think Disney, whatever Disney would have gone with that, whether they'd gone completely different from from the original or kind of held it the way they did, some people just would never have been happy. But I, I actually think they got the balance really, really right. And you got to look at, it, I think you got to look at it as a standalone movie. So, so I think you can try and compare, and it's never, you know, copies and remakes or sequels are never necessarily going to be as good as the original. But in its own right, it's an amazing Disney movie. Yeah. Um, I actually, I cried three separate times watching that movie. Um, just because of the, the sheer joy at how some of those scenes were done. Um, I think in particular, I mean, gosh, I, we, I haven't actually watched it again since we saw it at the cinema. But the, the scene in the music hall yeah. with the songs, just that was just so beautifully done. Yeah, I cried. Yeah, that was cracking. That was superb. I mean, we're, we are going to be missing out a huge bunch of movies here, so we're not going to be going into any of the Star Wars or Marvel movies because that's, that's that's worthy of a whole other podcast on their own. And, and it, they're just not quite they're not they're bought IP rather than Disney. Yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're keeping those out of it. So, I mean, all, I mean, all of Disney stuff is kind of <laughs> separate. It's all isn't taken it, really? from something, but um, but they're just too big. They're too big. They're, they're, we'll get to that another time. So. Other remakes that you're really impressed with, for me, Aladdin. We watched that on the plane coming back from Florida. Amazing. Uh, Again, I think that's better than the animation. Same as Beauty yeah. and the Beast. I prefer it. I am dying to see that on a bigger screen because um, I obviously only saw it on an airplane. Teeny, tiny, teeny, airplane tiny TV. Um, but that was superb. It was, it was awesome. So good. Loved it. Um, we still haven't seen The Lion King. Um, no. I do want to see it, but um, again, Lion King was one of those movies that passed me by. Um, it came out right before we went to Florida. We were busy running around, getting things done. We were getting the YouTube channel and the podcast and all that business off the ground. We just didn't have a lot of time. It didn't happen. But so yeah, so we'll see that probably at the same time we watched Toy Story Four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that, that that's those are some really good movies. Um, I think Cinderella was okay. Cinderella was okay. That was yeah. one of the, the kind of like the, the, the start, if you like, of the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that, it was, yeah. And and it was okay. I, I, I like I Into the Woods. I do. Oh, I, I don't like I, Into the Woods. I, I like it because I like, I like the fact that it's just, it's a musical. It's not a movie, it's it's a musical. And it's, it's quite long. Oh my gosh, and, it's so long. But, you know, it's very... I, I, it harks back to like real, real old school musical stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, that I, proper stage musical stuff. Right. Rather it, than it, the, the songs are very cool. The performances are very good. There's just for me, there's just a bit too much of it. Um, but it was well done. So, movies that are due out soon. So, actual Disney movies that are in production. That are in production, um, or maybe you're finished. That are ready to come out. Um, I am. Really, now this might not be the title, all right? 
but the Jungle Cruise. It's called Jungle Cruise. Oh, there you the go. movie is called Jungle Cruise. I am so looking forward to that because Mary Poppins is in it. <laughs> and, she, she, and she is Emily, fantastic. Emily Blunt is just like Mrs. Disney right now, isn't yep. she? And The Rock's in it. And and do you know what? I was when when he started doing movies. It was like, do you know what? Like the the days of of Arnie and Stallone and Jean Claude Van Damme. That's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But he's not one of those guys. He's he's one of those guys, but he's not one of those guys. Because he's, he's an amazing actor. He's a really good actor, and he's good at comedy. He's good at comedy. He doesn't take he himself seriously. Sing. He can actually sing as well. Uh, in in um. And Moana, uh, he's Moana. brilliant. I yeah. love uh, Moana. That's another movie that's really good. Oh, Moana's amazing. Yeah, that as a as a modern current animation movie. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jungle Cruise. Yes, I am. Um, and for me, what did it for me in the trailer was they had the backside of water. Yeah, I was waiting for it in the trailer. <laughs> I was too, but, and I was, and I seriously had expectations where if they didn't mention the backside of water or at least some little reference to the ride, I was going to be sorely disappointed. But not only did they have that, they had the hippo coming out as well. They had other bits and pieces. They I had was the, the headhunters. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 it was great. It was yeah. There's so many references, and that's what I was looking for: was things harking back to the to the ride. Yes, and it looks amazing. Yes, so I cannot wait for that. Um, there's one that you can't wait for. Um, remind me? Mulan. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I really am looking forward to Mulan. Because, as well, with, with Mulan, I've heard that it's not going to be a musical. There's not going to be musical sequences. It's just going to be live action. And it's going to be a bit grittier. Um, yes, I'm definitely looking forward to Mulan. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Um, they're also very soon. There's going to be the Lady and the Tramp remake coming out. I think actually on Disney Plus, whenever we get that in the UK. Um, so that'll be out in in the US and other countries um, in a matter of weeks. I I I, I want to see it, mm-hmm. but I'd prefer. I think it's hard. Anything that's got like animals in it, where so, like, they're, animated they're, mouth moving. Yeah. Yes. I, I'd rather have. I like the movies with people in now. I'm going to watch... Well, Baby you want to watch The Lion King, and that—that that is The Lion King. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's what I'm saying, is that's why I, I wasn't that... And it was Jungle Book as well. That's another one. I haven't seen Jungle Book either. No, no, I haven't seen that. Um, so, yeah, so, so Jungle Cruise, Mulan, this whole rumour of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, now... And, and it all depends. Will Harrison Ford be in it? Will he be indie? Yeah. Or will it be a whole new reboot of yes. the Indiana Jones? Well, I heard possibly reboot Chris Pratt playing Indiana Jones, which I'm good with that. I think he would be an amazing Indiana Jones, um, but I would want more than one movie. So I, I, it would need to be like a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it would need it because I I would want to see him, because it, it, it's a new it's it's a character that you know but with a completely new actor, uh-huh. right? You've got to explore who that character is again. Mm-hmm. So I'd want you, you need more than one movie to get that. Um, so yeah, that would be really cool. And I wonder if it would be set in the same time period, or if it'd be set in modern days. Oh yeah, that that would be interesting. See, that would be cool because it was always set in around what like the nineteen thirties forties. Yeah, because it, it played on the whole World War Two thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that would be really cool. Other than the the 
the Crystal Skulls thing. We don't mention that one. No. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I thought that was awful, that movie. It, it was really bad. I mean, it, it. yeah, it could have been really good. But so yeah. you tried to say something positive about it and you just couldn't do it. Well, it, it, it yeah. Yeah, see, and <laughs> you tried again. I think it was just made at the wrong time. It was made when it still didn't know what it wanted to be. And I just, why bring aliens into it? Oh, come on, that's the common... That was always going to happen. Indiana Jones has always been supernatural in one way or another. Yeah, supernatural, fine. Ancient civilizations, fine. Aliens, no. But because aliens, Hannah. Yeah, They should have at least had, like, a cameo from that dude with the crazy hair. They should have done. What's his name? I don't know. I got You watch all those shows, I don't. I know. I keep forgetting his name. But I love his little... Everyone gold... knows. Everyone knows who you're talking about. I love about. his little gold pin, that little plane. I've little... never looked at him for long enough. I love it. But anyway, so yeah, I, I hope they do it, and I hope they do it justice. It would be good if Chris Pratt is is indie, and it would be great if Harrison Ford has a cameo in it. Yes. Um, That would be really super cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else is coming out. Uh, apparently they're remaking um, they're making Cruella which is like a take on 101 Dalmatians and it's going to have Emma Stone in it as okay. Cruella um, very very little information has come out about that I think one image has been released by Disney um, I was never a massive fan of 101 Dalmatians so I'm not totally over the moon to see it but I will watch it why don't they I'm remake sure don't they do and Broomsticks oh now see I have thought about this um, but here's the issue who could they possibly cast to play Angela Lansbury's part? Like, Emily Blunt was the perfect choice to play Julie Andrews' part in Mary Poppins. Yeah. It worked. But I cannot think of someone who would be right for Angela Lansbury's part. I just can't. Um, who plays... Um, I keep forgetting the name, but like the um, Weasley's Ron's mum in Harry Potter... Oh, Julie. Ju- oh no! Like Victoria Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna name? have to look it up now. But I think she would do it really well. She would do it absolutely brilliantly. Uh, Walters. Yeah. Julie Walters. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I think I think she could do it, and I think it would be it would have the right kind of humour, because she, she can do funny and stern and and. She'd be amazing. Possibly her. Possibly her. Oh, I think I think it'd be good. Yeah, that could work. But uh, yeah, that is such a cool movie. But it, it, it obviously because of the storyline, it it would have to be still based during wartime. Um, yeah. Well, possible. I mean, it, it depends. They can, well, they the can, whole premise is that the kids are I, sent away in evacuation. I, yeah, I know. I know that. But you, you could you could mix it up. But yeah, they could do that. It's whether they do it as a direct remake yeah. or they do a sequel a take on it yeah yeah so they do a sequel like yeah um so should we talk about movies that um that we think they should make that they aren't making that we're aware of at the moment yes i mean that's like the final chapter of this particular yeah, i'm still episode. saving my gold okay so let me just clarify one thing yeah. so we've both gone away and had about had to think about movies we think disney should make yeah now my choices are all based on existing attractions in the park. Is that the same for you? Yeah. Okay. So just before we get to our ideas I have three then, as well. Okay. Let's just quickly run through some of the movies they've already made, okay, based yeah. on attractions. So you've got the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yeah. Which 
when they were first made were kind of loosely based on the attraction but then they've taken on their whole other story and now they directly influence the attraction because they brought the characters from the movies yeah, in. Yeah, because they had scenes like in the first movie they had scenes from the ride in yeah. there like the prisoners and the dog and the, and the dog keys. with the keys and everything. Yeah, and so they kind of have influenced one another. But and now it's just it's, gone off. It's got, yeah, and um, it's, it's all, it all works quite well. But it's I good think. though because I think that, that helps develop the ride's future. So maybe not quite, obviously there's been changes with putting in the Johnny Depp animatronic but when you look at, oh and, and some of the others, uh, um like on the first ship as you go through, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name, Barbosa. Yeah, yeah, that? Barbosa, yeah. Uh, but also on the newer ones, like in Tokyo and Shanghai and whatnot. That that. Oh man, that that part of the Caribbean ride in Shanghai, Disney. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. That's total bucket list stuff for me. So you know, so it's good to have. It's safeguarding the future of that ride for future generations. You know, well, like you know, Kai's generation and younger are gonna love Pirates of the Caribbean because of the, that movie and the tie that it has for them, rather than them just seeing it as an old yeah. Disney ride. So it has that appeal across, across everything. So that, that that's a good example of Disney making a movie based on um, their attractions. Yeah. Okay? Um, a really bad example. Now, I haven't seen this movie, and I don't even know if you know that this movie has been made, but did you know that they made a Tower of Terror movie in either the late 80s or early 90s. No. Yes, there is a movie based on Tower of Terror. It was a bit of a flop. Um, all I know is that I think, I'm like 95% sure, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg? Oh, As in like I, Three Men yeah, and a Baby? I, I do not, I have He's seen, in it. Yeah, I've, I've not seen the movie, but I have seen its existence. I feel like we should try to find a way in the next week to watch that movie. Oh, we can try and find a okay. way to watch it. Let's watch it, and then we can give our opinion on it. It's hard, though. I'll tell you why it would be hard. Because the the ride references the Twilight Zone so directly. Yeah, totally. As And because you've got the Twilight Zone as an actual thing. It's, Separate from Disney. Yeah. It, I, it's a strange tie-in. I have to say, it was a bit of a weird... The first time I ever experienced Tower of Terror, it was like, what's the Twilight Zone To, to link here? in with the old Twilight Zone. Yeah. The, 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 but, yeah... That, Let's that, try and find a way to watch that, and then right. we can then we can pass proper judgment on it. Um, so, you've also got Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. I liked that movie. I liked Tomorrowland. Again, a lot of people didn't like that. But I actually think it's a really, really good movie, and I love that in the scenes in Tomorrowland, you can see Space Mountain in the, in the background. Yeah. There's, no, there's no like overt reference to it, but you just happen to see it in panning shots I, and things, and I, I love it. I want to be able it. to buy that pin. and I'm, I, Oh, I need that pin. You could buy that pin before. Did you remember seeing that? I'm sure. But, but I, it, can't, I can't get it now. I want that it pin. It wasn't there. If no. anyone has that pin, can you please come round and, and just let me have it, and I will be your friend? You probably don't want that. I'll, I'll give you money. <laughs> yeah, that's probably sounds like a nicer transaction. Um, so yeah, Tomorrowland. Also, there is the kind of oh, I think it was around the year early two thousands version of the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. Oh, which oh, I struggle with that movie it's so bad. because it's a bad movie, but it has a lot of references to the Haunted Mansion. But I keep waiting for it to turn into the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Why? I don't know. It's just the storm and going into like that house in the dark and the way it is. <laughs> I expect like like the dude to come out and start doing the time walk. <laughs> I can't watch that movie and not th- I, see I, Meatloaf I, on a mi- motorbike. 
I, 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 yeah, I love it and I hate it. I remember the first time I watched it, like at the end when they're like down in the crypt and all those skeletons come out and they're all like coming out of the graves and out of the water and all that kind of, I actually was shocked at quite how creepy it all looked. And I thought young kids watching this aren't going to like this. And then Kai watched it and he was like, not bothered at all. Um, but yeah, um, they were going to, to remake a Haunted Mansion movie, um, in a much more darker style, but that got canned, as I believe, um, and I don't think there are any plans to do that at the moment. Um, I think that's probably all all the rides that I'm aware of that have been made into movies in the past. So, who, which one of us is going to go first with a suggestion? Well, before this isn't one of my suggestions, but I, I think that something should be built off of it is doing a movie based on and around Main Street and the citizens of Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've not thought about that, but th- th- I think that that's something that, that could and should be done because I think it would, just, it would just be super cool. It would be super cool, completely self-indulgent. Yeah. Right? But I just think it would be cool and build up a whole story around it, trying to incorporate as many things as you can with the train, with the the town hall, with all that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. With the emporium. And the magic with, shop. Yeah, just 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 make all of that happen. And Casey's Corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that would be super cool. But that's not one of my three. Okay, okay. But that I think that, little, that would be, that would be really cool if they could do that. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, well, I'm happy to go first because my first... I, I have two suggestions then. and one of them is just kind of meh. Anyway, um, I kind of would like to see... A movie based on the story around Expedition Everest. Alright. I think that would be kind of cool. And I haven't, it's not like I have a plot in mind or anything. Like uh, an actual live action. A live movie. action, like maybe with a family, um, maybe they're like explorers or whatever, um, and there's somehow like magic involved or that kind of thing. Um, and it'll, you know, there's. The idea of the Yeti is kind of a scary idea, but but Disney has a way of taking something that people think is scary and actually showing that there's there's magic there and that there's not always something to be afraid of. And I just think the setting of mm. Expedition Everest and the ride is a good tie-in, and I think that could be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. my weaker suggestion. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think I think it's um, it's another part of the. Because it, it looks at the cultural stuff as well, which would be really cool. Yeah. And I think to, to bring in something... Because I think you know, with movies like Coco and stuff as well, is where they start looking at different cultures. I think it's really interesting to have in the movie. Yeah. So if you have something like Expedition Everest, it can be, you know, actually looking at... I can't believe we didn't mention Coco already, by the way, because that's actually one of my most favourite Disney movies. But we didn't mention Avatar either. You know, Avatar we, isn't a Disney movie. No, but it's in Disney IP. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very much Disney now. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, cool. Um. So yeah. yeah, so that's that's yeah, that would be cool. But that I, I, it would be cool to bring in like Nepalese culture. Yeah. To to bring that in, I think that would be super cool to do that, and and make it about like like, like some like kind maybe, of myths or 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 like stories that have been passed down through the culture. Maybe like the Yeti is actually not some big bad guy, but he's someone that 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 is guarding something he's magical. He's the protector and, of something. Yeah, 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 totally. I love the idea of that. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. I like the sound of that. Okay. Let me have your first suggestion. All right. Well, this is, this is, it's going 
we've already kind of touched on it, and the movies already exist, so mm-hmm. it's just an elaboration of that. Okay. So Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. I think are are done now. They're done. I right. don't need to see Johnny Depp in another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. No. I don't need He's to. He's off being a rock star again now, so let, let him crack on with that. Mm-hmm. But I want to see a spin-off with the redhead. Yes. Right? Because what another amazing character, female character, that doesn't have to be a princess. Yeah. Or she could be a princess that chose to be a pirate. Oh, I like that. And that would be an awesome... She gave up all her wealth or whatever. Isn't that kind of what Kira Knightley's character did in Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, no, that was a bit more convoluted, but she wasn't a princess. Um, but anyway, the redhead, super cool, um, and has to be played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, 100% agree if, with you. If Chris Pratt is being Indiana Jones, Bryce Dallas Howard has to be the redhead. Mm-hmm. But, what but they, if they're going to do that, they're going to have to get on quick because Bryce is kind of around our age and we're not young but she's anymore. the perfect... How old's Johnny Depp as Captain Jack... Sparrow. Yeah, I guess. I like guess. that dude's ancient now. <laughs> uh, but so so, um, Bryce has had absolutely amazing. She is awesome. You did that role, I mean. But also, though, I think you if you're gonna make this movie and you've got the character of the redhead in there, then you're going to have to reference both versions of the redhead from the ride. Now, not to I I understand why they changed the redhead from the kind of like maiden, and it was all a bit. St- sexist and everything but you could have a character like who is feisty and a pirate and everything and maybe she's in a situation where she has to pretend to be that to fool someone or or that's her backstory before she becomes a pirate maybe she she leaves her royalty as a princess or whatever Mm -hmm. ends up in the kind of the slums or whatever trying to you know because she doesn't know how the real world works um <laughs> learns the hard way, gets sold off to pirates, and ends up and then becoming takes them on yeah, and becomes their pirate queen. So that that should happen because the thing is, Disneyland, uh, like for for a very short period of time, had a, oh no, they still have they her. still have her, they still have her so, as a that, character walking around. So Disney World doesn't have that, but I think as a as a character meet and greet, walking around the park, interaction to have red to have red would mm-hmm. be awesome. But I think you need to really bring her to life in a movie. So people know who she is. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that is one of my ideas is to have, or my wants, is to have a Pirates of the Caribbean spin-off with, with Red. Mm-hmm. And, ah, oh, amazing. Yeah. But also to bring in more of the characters from the ride. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. That would be super, super cool. Um, so yeah, so that's your short term. Okay. So this is the one I really want to see made. Go on. Okay. So, you know how I have collected most of the Disney Kingdom's comic books that came out? Yeah. And the um, first series of comic books that I, I collected were the Figment comic books. Right. Okay. So, they basically took the story of Dreamfinder and Figment the Dragon, who were the original characters in the original version of Journey into Imagination. Yeah. Um, and it's all very steampunky yeah. themed and basically wrote it into a comic book story. So I would like to see that side of Journey into Imagination made into a movie, a steampunk themed movie, which is right up my street. Um, in, in the comic books, um, the storyline kind of starts off with 
um, Dreamfinder being a student at a, a, a sort of college or, or university or some sort and he's tasked with having to to build something specific and it's difficult for him to do and he ends up bringing his imaginary friend from when he was a child to life through the process of building this thing and that's figment and then they end up going to like other dimensions and a, a, a other kind of worldly places and that kind of thing um i i would love to see that made into a movie i i think there is an appetite for it amongst older disney fans but i think the appeal would be good enough that people of any age would want to watch it yeah that'd be cool that'd be really cool yeah see i told you I had a good idea but but figment couldn't be purple no, 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 what? Figment has to be purple. Well, like, 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 no, but, no, no contracts are getting signed if Figment is but, not but, purple. But, but, a very dark, scaly purple. Like, it can't be a, it can't be a fluffy, like, dragon. I'm not saying like full Game of Thrones dragon, but you know, somewhere in the middle. Like when the when the Game of Thrones dragons were like baby dragons. Uh huh. Right? Like that, but like. A little bit of purple on it, because otherwise it's going to be like Godzuki from like the old Godzilla cartoon. Well, I'm kind of kind of imagining that. I don't know. I mean, what what I hadn't really thought about that much because to me it's a given that he's purple. I was stuck on actually considering who would play Dreamfinder, and I kind of thought for a while Robert Downey Jr. maybe. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But uh, uh, other than that, I kind of get stuck and I don't know who should play him. Oh, see... Uh, someone who in the be... comic books, Dreamfinder is young because he's at university. Yeah. Um, And in the original version of the ride, I would say Dreamfinder is like, I don't know, 45 to 50 years old. He's old than that. He's got like white hair, hasn't he? No, no, no. No, 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 no. No white hair. Like he has a full-on beard. Well, um, white. He, no, it's like Auburn. Kind of Auburn. Well, I think either Michael Gambon would be good, but... Like, He's you, too old. He's think... too old. What about um, Mark Hamill? <gasps> Ooh. Because, like... Ooh. He's not doing much now. Well, Comic Con. Is he, is he too old? I no, because I think, I think, like, if you've got an... I would see Dreamfinder... In his garb with his hat and stuff and the whole steampunky world, I think he would that be older. Could, that could work. And he is... Uh, Mark Hamill is, is is a good enough character actor that he could really step into that. But then I think the same about Robert Downey Jr. But I think because Robert Downey Jr. has done the whole Sherlock Holmes thing, in like that whole Victorian... I don't know. With, maybe with, that's with, why I'm naturally thinking. Yeah, him. maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to know if any of you guys listening who you would suggest to play Dreamfinder because I'm sure there are some better suggestions out there. I'm just missing it completely at the moment. But yes, all in all, that is the Disney attraction that I want to see made into a movie. Okay. So, again, going back to one we've already talked about that has been made, but Badly. Yeah. Um, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it's a but, given. But the original story. So bringing in Big Thunder Mountain, the mining, the railroad, how that links into the so mansion. So you're, you're talking about the story that is kind of behind um, the Disneyland Paris version of Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Where... 
the mansion is owned by the man that also owns the, the mine. Real, yeah. In, in Big Thunder Mountain. I think, um, actually, because the same series of comic books, Disney Kingdom comic books, they, they released a Big Thunder Mountain series of comics and it took place... I, I actually don't know the storyline because although I have all the comics, I haven't actually read them yet. Um, I, I think within that storyline, it's the same deal. It's the the house and the, yeah. the thing are still So it's all up. linked. So the, the guy that owns a railroad, it's his daughter, I believe. In the Paris ride, yeah. his daughter is the bride on the ride. Yeah. yeah. So, but that as a movie, because you've got the kind of Wild West like element, you've mm-hmm. got the which, which, you know, I don't know of a movie that's like, you know, you had Cowboys and Aliens, which probably should be forgotten. Yeah, you're talking um, about Cowboys and Ghosts. But yeah, Cowboys and Ghosts. I mean, that that's like no one's made that. So this would be a period movie. Yeah. I like you the sound set of it, it in the in the old west. You've got you've got the mine, you've got the railroad, you've got the house, you've got those characters, then you've got all the supernatural stuff that happens, you've got the ghost. That for me, that's a haunted mansion movie that needs to be made. And that, that would so tie in that whole area of Disney. Um it would be directly from like the the story within the parks. And it it's such a good like concept for a film that doesn't involve Eddie Murphy going to <laughs> like Rocky Horror's dance off. Yeah. You know, it would be awesome. So I think that 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 needs to happen. Yeah. That I needs agree. to happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I w- I would love to see that movie. I think I actually think the whole storyline behind um the ride in Paris is really really good. Um definitely a, do- a lot darker than the the haunted mansion storylines in in both Anaheim and Orlando and I think if you have the opportunity to, to get online and watch a, a video that explains the Paris storyline you should definitely do so because it's really really interesting right we, we're getting near the end of this podcast but okay. I've been saving oh this is your gold moment this is this is gold okay. right this is copyrighted now right okay. so no one can steal this okay um, um but if someone's listening that can, can put this into production just come round right uh, we'll have a chat so, Will Ferrell is a nighttime security guard at Disney World. Okay. Right? And um, basically, the concept is, so it's based on It's a Small World. So, the characters on all the all the, the dolls on It's a Small World right. at night yeah. come alive. Is this a horror movie? No, no. It's not Chucky. <laughs> it's not like Chucky. It's... it's so at night, to some people, this already sounds like a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. Right? <laughs> they all, it's like they're all like happy, friendly dolls. They, okay. they dance and they look happy. Okay. And they all sing all they sing all day long because they're happy. <laughs> but but essentially, the concert. So they all come like at night. Um, but this particular day, um, I haven't picked the country yet. Okay. Or countries, right? But um, but they overhear someone in one of the boats. So one of the guests in the boats saying this looks nowhere near as good as the real country it's amazing blah blah, blah. and then like that in the dolls they're like what this this isn't the real country or this isn't as good as the real country right so they go right then they make this decision that they want to go off on this adventure <laughs> to the real country so so they all the other ones are trying to say no no we need to stay here this is where we this is our home and don't it's a scary world out there yeah you know it's not a small world out there it's a big world <laughs> so but they're like no they're going and so they go. 
They take off and they go. Oh my gosh! Like Will Ferrell comes in doing his security round, shining his torch around, looking at stuff, and like realizes there's this whole bunch of dolls that are missing. <laughs> right. So he's like, like starting to look around and like freaking out in a Will Ferrell kind of way. But then like the dolls show themselves to him that they come alive. <gasps> oh my gosh! Uh, at night. So uh, and anyway, so that all that all happens. So this big adventure ensues, like Will Ferrell and some of the other ones go off to get these other ones back to go and find them. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're having this adventure off in this country somewhere, but they're getting into all sorts of trouble and mischief. They realise that it is a big world and oh there's all this crazy... I love the so, sound of this. So, so all that happens and Will Ferrell's out there doing it. And it so all that's going on. But yeah, and the happy ending is, so they all, all, all sorts itself out and they all come back. And instead of going out to those countries... Um, to try and find stuff is at night time now they go to to to, to World Showcase <laughs> <laughs> and they go hang out in the countries of World Showcase isn't that amazing that's a, yes. so that but that's amazing so yeah that has to be made that has to be made I like, I I've, love I'm, the idea of the dolls like like kind of night at the museum style coming to life at night and uh yeah, that's really, because really the cool. thing is, you get some amazing actors doing the voices of the dolls, but the fact that you you've got them going off, so it's kind of a bit a bit Muppet esque in the fact that they Does go it, off. It, it did. You, it made me think of all the Muppets getting in the car together and going yeah, on a road trip. Yeah, yeah. So you have got this kind of that they go off and then they've got to go and track them down and and Will Ferrell and <laughs> in a way that only Will Ferrell can with all the other dolls have to go and tra- that just needs to happen. I just I love want that it. to happen. I do. I love the idea of this. The, but the yeah, fact right, that, the fact that you can film it and and it starts, you know, you wouldn't film it out there, but you, but you would. It's based in an actual ride. It's yeah. not. It's not something based on a ride. It is the ride. Yeah. And also, they end up in World Showcase. So it's like it's a massive Disney Parks movie about stuff that only and, and yeah, the fact you got the song. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so that needs to happen. That is gold. That is absolutely gold. If someone is listening that can make this happen, just get in touch. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I've got more of a story. I've got more of adventures and stuff that goes on. I haven't got the time to go through it, but that's the basic outline. I've had that in my head for like six months to a year. And you've not told me. Because... Like, we've talked about the, the Red Pirates I, the, movie The, the movie business is cutthroat hammer, and you might steal my idea. You can't even tell your own wife. And you'll be off with Spielberg or someone making this movie. That's right. And I've got friends in high places. So, so, but now I've done it on a public platform. They know it's copyrighted to me now. Okay, It's okay. mine. I've sealed it. I'll let you have it. So, yeah. So, Will Ferrell, that needs to happen. And I, and I, I actually like Mark Hamill to be kind of like a slightly villainous character. Oh, yeah. That, I like that idea too. Um, so, or Ricky Gervais. No, because he was in The Muppets. It's too obvious. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, that's so what I'm thinking I like about. Mark Hamill. Um, and I'm kind of seeing it in Italy, in Rome, some of it. Okay. But I think I think because it, it will tie in a lot with other countries, I think we might tie in quite a few. Yeah. To link it with World Showcase as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Will I'm Ferrell. sold. I'm sold. At the end of the day, he's made a couple of bum movies lately, so this will get him back on track. You think? Yeah. He'll be up for it. <laughs> So yeah, that's my plan. So, I like it. Um, I think that's probably it. We've we've it's been a slightly longer one than normal tonight. Has it? I, I haven't so. even noticed. You know, it's gone by really, really fast. I think um, we can certainly say we really like Disney movies. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like I said, we 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 left off the Marvel and the Star Wars movies because we'd be here 
forever. Well, we've got a Star Wars movie coming out very soon. Maybe we should have a whole Star Wars episode uh, at some point because that's... It's one of the Star Wars is one of those ones that kind of like splits people when it comes to, to Disney, isn't it? I and I think that that's a difficult one. Is I love Star Wars, but there'd be a lot of people that that love, you know, Mickey Mouse and doesn't don't want to talk about Star I Wars. Know. So um, let, let, we'll see. We'll we'll see if there's a demand for it. We, we might do it. Um, but there is a movie coming out, and all you're going to be hearing and seeing for the next few months is Star Wars. So maybe it might be a bit too much. Maybe. Maybe. But that's it. So, well, thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, please um, don't steal my... Please don't phone Will Ferrell and go make this movie without me. No, you would like to be involved. I'd like to be a puppeteer. Because it's not animated. All the puppets have to be live action. Okay. I think. Uh, that's, I think yeah, I think that's good. Because that's less horror movie, I think. I don't know. Chucky was a puppet. yeah. But so is Gonzo. Uh, it, it'll work. It'll work. Um, yeah. Like they can have a cameo from the Muppets as well. Oh, my gosh. Muppet cameo. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap it up here. Yes. Uh, it, it, please do get in touch and let us know. Come round. What your, Pop in. your favourite Disney movies are or if you have a particular Disney attraction that you think should be made into a movie that's what I really want to hear about Country Bear Jamboree that's already been made into a movie I forgot to mention that really? yes why haven't I seen that? because I think it probably would be awful anyway the Bass Pro movie not Disney um so yes, please do let me know. Get in touch with me. I think probably the easiest way is either going to be on Twitter where you will find us at Charlton's Do Dis D-I-S uh, or on Instagram where you'll find us at Charlton's Do Disney. Uh, please do drop me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for vlogs and home vlogs and all that kind of things. You'll find us over there at Charlton's Do Disney and uh, that'll do it for now. We'll see you on the next podcast. Catch you later. Bye bye.